0: Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 238. If you've ever wondered what is one way that I can simplify homeschooling, cover some topics that my kids are really interested in and even teach multiple ages together, then you're going to love the idea of using unit studies. And one of our favorite places to find unit studies is our friends at unitstudy.com. They regularly offer really fun topics from anyone from like an interesting individual like Amelia Earhart to super fun topics like pizza party or soccer, you know, things that your kids are interested in. But they're going to tie in all across the content areas. So science and history and some language arts and, you know, all these fun ideas and content areas you're going to study all under this umbrella topic that the unit studies about. And the best thing is you can use it with multiple ages together. So if you want to check out their weekly specials, go to 41more.com forward slash unit study and you'll love what you find over there. Welcome to episode 238. You can find the show notes at 41 morecom forward slash 238. Here's my message for you today. Are you ready? Don't underestimate the power of consistency in homeschooling. Some of you are trying to do all the things. You're trying to give your kids a billion experiences, but every day is crazy. And you're wondering why everyone feels off and you feel stressed and your kids aren't enjoying school and everyone feels like they're uh, running around like a chicken with their head cut off. Could it be that you're forgetting about this little thing called consistency? Consistency just means that something is reliable or that it's study. You can rely on it. And consistency, especially in homeschooling, is really powerful. Some of the ways it's powerful is with consistency. This is how we help our kids form positive habits. If everything is chaotic every day and we're not focusing on consistency, then they don't have that routine in place and they're not able to form habits. And we know that habits are really important for all of us and especially those positive habits. Um, consistency also helps to reduce stress. When our days are always topsy turvy, it can make some of our kids feel really, um, stressed out and have a lot of anxiety. So if you can give some predictability in your routine and your homeschooling, then your kids are going to feel more secure and less stressed out. And of course, learning anything, anything new, new content, new skills, we know that regular, consistent practice is more effective than doing sporadic practice. I see this all a to- all of the time in my piano studio. <laughs> One day a week, I teach about 20 students in my home, and you know, I've got beginners, I've got more advanced students, and it always comes down to consistency and practice. Some of these kids or even teenagers or even older people come in and they feel like, okay, Um, Just showing up at these piano lessons, somehow I'm going to all of a sudden become a really good piano player and they don't understand that consistency in practicing and in practicing the right way over years and years and years and years is going to make you a good piano player. People want like a right now, I want to be better at something right now. I think I should be able to master this thing right now. It uh, it takes time, but it takes consistency over time. And wouldn't you know it, the kids that come in and actually are able to do a good job, I say, hey, did you practice this week? And they're like, yep, I practiced, you know, a little bit every day, or you know, four times this week. I'm like, I can totally tell because you actually you actually know the songs and you played them really well. Whereas the kids that don't practice, they come in and they kind of like forget even what they were supposed to be doing. That's just one little area of life, but for goodness sakes, in homeschooling it's the same thing. If you go years and years and you aren't focused on consistency in nearly anything, then and then you wonder why are, why does my homeschooling feel not successful? Why do we feel crazy? Why are my kids not learning? you might want to look at the consistency of what you're doing. So let's dive into, I'm just going to give you five areas where I feel like homeschool families can focus on consistency. There are tons more, um, but let's talk about five today. Here is where you cannot underestimate the power of consistency in your homeschooling. Okay. The first area that I want you to consider that you can't control everything. We know that you can't control everything. There can, there are going to be some days that are crazy. People wake up feeling like they got up on the wrong side of the bed. Things aren't going well. But you can control the consistency factor most times. And the first area I would say are routines. This does not mean you have a bell schedule like a public school and everyone has to be doing spelling at 8 o'clock and then math starts at 8.30 and then you break for recess at 9 and everyone has to eat lunch at 12. No, that would probably drive me so bonkers. I mean, if that works for you embrace it but most families most homeschool families no 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 we do not want this rigid schedule we want routines but you still have to be consistent routines means like do you expect kids to be dressed do you expect them to have done chores do you expect them to you know know what to do next and depending on the age of your child you should be working them toward more and more independence but definitely routines what comes next you need some way to explain the routines to them Do they have a work box so that they can know, okay, I'm going to open this drawer, and in this drawer is everything I need for math, and then I ask mom for help, and then we work through math, and then I put it back in the drawer, open the next drawer, that's my next subject. Is it like that? Your older kids and your teens might want something like Trello, or a simple assignment notebook where they know where to go to find out what they do next. But you definitely want routines. Maybe you are gone one day a week, and you do your errands, or you do co-op, or you do gym class you know, that's a routine and you don't have to be at home all the time, but you do need to establish routines where we know when are we doing school, when we're doing school, how does that look? How does it flow? How do we know we're done? How do we know we were successful? And so that all gets pulled into the topic of routines. A second issue that I feel like homeschool parents do underestimate the power of consistency in is that of behavior and expectations. Um, I've seen families over the years where the parents have just lost control and they allow their teenagers to be like, nope, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing a good job. I'm not even trying hard. I'm not completing my assignments. And they just let them do it. And this is where you're doing your child a great disservice and you really need to nip it in the bud way earlier than the teenage years. But your kids need to know what is expected with behavior Are we being respectful in this house? Are we treating each other with respect? Are you as a homeschool parent being respected in your role of authority and saying this is what you need to accomplish? And what are the expectations for work here? Are you allowed to finish this paper and be really sloppy? Are you allowed to skip half the math problems and I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to get into a fight with you? There's just a lot of issues like this. And I feel like if your child is not properly, um, behaving respectfully in your homeschool, you're going to have a really hard time actually getting to academics. Sometimes you need to throw the academics out for a week and work on your relationship and work on those behavior issues and expectations. And you have to be consistent. If some days you're really strict and like, no, you have got to do this work and you got to sit at the table and you got to get up at eight and you got to do this. And then the next day you let them sleep until noontime and they don't even have to do any work for you. You let them get on their electronics you're going to have a really hard time helping them do a good job with their school if you're so wildly inconsistent. So it doesn't mean you have to be a drill sergeant. It doesn't mean your kids all have to wake up at 7 and start school. I mean, you make your homeschool routine what works for you, but there has to be consistency there in the expectation of how your child will, um, how hard they will work, how hard they will push themselves, their engagement, and their being active learners There is some of, there is some time that goes into establishing that and then being consistent so that over the whole course of their homeschooling career, you know, from kindergarten through 12th grade or whatever it ends up being, your kids are independent learners. They're responsible. They're very successful. And you don't have to stand over their shoulder when they're in 11th grade and say, Hey, you have to do your work. No, that's already been established long ago because you were consistent. So as a mom who's graduated three kids from, from our homeschool, and they're very self-motivated, directed learners, hard workers. I'm not saying this because I'm a perfect parent by any stretch, but consistency does go a long way. And occasionally... Every homeschool mom falls into this category. I have, found, I have, this has happened to us a couple of times and I've heard from other parents that this has happened to them where you give your kids the expectations and the list at the beginning of the year. And, you know, these are the courses you're doing. And then I found out, you know, three months in that so-and-so was skipping all their history work and wasn't actually doing it. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> we are going back. This This happens to the best of us. So if this happens to you, You know, just laugh it off, but get back in and be like, Nope, this is the, this is the expectation here. You guys have to do what you're supposed to do for homeschooling. So that's the second area I would say is behavior and expectations of like the level of work you expect from your kids. Now, those two topics work with any age. The next three things I'm going to mention are maybe more for parents with younger kids. And if you're just starting out and you're wondering what things should I be consistent with, here are three really specific areas for you. One area I highly recommend you look into, and if you're not sure what this this topic is, I want you to check out the show notes where I will link to more specific resources on that. And that is the topic of narration. Narration is such a powerful tool to have in your homeschool toolbox, but it takes consistency. So narration is can feel really clunky and hard at first when you first start it. Narration is just simply telling back. So if you read a history book, book or a chapter or, you know, about a topic with your child, instead of getting out those dry and boring worksheets and this fill in the blank things that make school feel really redundant and boring, do narration. What did your kid learn? What did they remember? What are the things that stick out to them? They're going to learn over time how to retain information and think and listen critically and be able to analyze and synthesize that information. It's a really higher level thinking skill than just filling in simple fill-in-the-blank worksheets. And over time, these oral narrations can be used then to write down things. And then we've, we've gotten into the world of essay writing. And can I answer this in a really... Um, really good analytical way? Can I have a really clear analysis of this topic? I mean, so, but when they're little, you're not worried about them writing. You're just worried about them telling back. What did you remember? Who were the main characters? What happened? What was the biggest thing you remember from this science topic, right? And so I really highly recommend that you learn about narration, especially if you're just starting out. There are lots of great resources. Karen Glass has a book, The Art of Narration, that is super. Um, I will link to a narration cheat sheet in the show notes. But learn about narration. And this is one of those things you have to be consistent about. But over time, it's going to reap a ton of benefits. And you also will be able to have natural learning where you don't have to sit down with boring workbooks. You can use other things. You can teach multiple ages together and have them each narrate. This really makes homeschooling simpler simpler. And actually, much more deeper learning takes place when you learn to use narration. So that's a really specific thing. I would say learn about it and be consistent with it. It only takes a few minutes every day, but, it, but consistency is what makes it work. The other thing is reading and read alouds you have to be consistent with this again sometimes if kids aren't used to having a long attention span and you try to do a read aloud especially if it doesn't have pictures i remember the one of the first times we started reading aloud to our little boys um it might have been i don't remember if it would have been like the little house books or you know hardy boys or something or narnia and there were, there weren't you know you know when you do picture books there's a there's a really great picture on every single page and so they're they're really You know, looking at that picture to help them imagine it. Well, when you start to go to chapter books, and you're just reading, and there might be a little black and white picture every, you know, every 10 pages or so. But uh, in the meantime, they have to imagine it in their head and still focus and still pay attention. That can be a hard transition. But part of the way you make it work is to be consistent with it. If you only read aloud once every two weeks, that's going to be hard for them. But if you do it a little bit every day and have them do that power of attention, you'll be amazed at how long their attention span can be. And that's actually a really good thing to help grow in your kids. But it takes consistency. And then finally, this is for those of you who, well, you really could use this for any memorization. It could be poems. It could be uh, passages of, like, I don't know, famous documents, the preamble to the, to the constitution, whatever you want it to be. But we have a, we used a scripture memory box for so many years and it was the, it helped us be consistent with memorization of catechism, of Bible verses. You could put anything in there really, but that's what we use it for. And I would say, these things only work if you're consistent, right? But you're doing a little bit of review every day, a little bit of memory work every day, and you're reviewing a whole bunch. And so it keeps you um, able to stay on top of things like that, you know, because if you don't have a system that helps you be consistent, and it only takes a few minutes a day, if you don't have a system, it doesn't happen, right? How many of us have thought, oh yeah, I really want my kids to memorize this. But unless you have a system, it's not going to happen. So that's part of... Uh, something that I think is really helpful. You can put poems in there and you can break them up into we're going to work on a stanza each day. But check out, I will link to it in the show notes, how that memory box is set up and how great it is. But overall, I hope you see that homeschooling. Well, it does take consistency. Every day can't be its own free for all. It's not going to go well and you can't control everything, but what you can control is the consistency factor on some of these most important things that we've talked about today. Do you realize also that with consistency, you're helping your kids grow in self-discipline and self-control because then you've helped them learn to focus and be more productive while you're also being more productive and increasing your focus. So all around, it's consistency in certain little areas is it does help us all grow in self-discipline, which I think is a great thing that we all need to grow a bit more in, but especially our kids. We need to help them grow in that self-discipline and self-control factor as well. And sometimes these areas are hard on a day-to-day basis. I know that from experience with homeschooling with babies and toddlers and lots of little ones and you know, five kids having me needing to help them with everything. But You may not see the results right away, but eventually over years of consistency in these different areas, you will see the results. And that's what you have to be hopeful about. You're not going to have immediate gratification that you doing narration every day and driving you bonkers that you're, you know, it's going to be easy to want to quit on any of these things, as you know. And even with homeschooling in general, this is why a lot of people feel like quitting because they can't see the fruit of their labors yet. They can't see the results of their consistency and their hard work. But as a mom who's graduated three out of five My kids aren't perfect. My husband and I are far from perfect. We are far from perfect in our homeschooling, but I'm just going to tell you all that hard work is totally worth it. I wouldn't change it for the world and stick in, stick with it. Homeschool mom, homeschool dad, whoever's listening today, stick with it. All your hard work will pay off, but just see what you can be more consistent with. And that's the message of today's episode. I hope it was an encouragement to you and gave you some actionable strategies. Also check out the show notes at 41 more.com forward slash 238. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.